Good evening, Fabcasters, on this Christmas Eve 2016. Um, I guess this is Confessions of a, of a Victorious Child of God podcast since the Game Changer. But um, I want to share, I, I was in a, for this past year, I've been noticing God develop new spiritual gifts in His church. And they're not new, as in they've never existed before. There's, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing, but but I've noticed a, a, a resurgence, at least within the past decade, on on the emphasis on the gospel. It's like it's like the gospel's making a comeback. In in other words, it's like uh, different spiritual gifts are making a comeback, and it didn't start to make sense to me until recently. So, um, the the gift of being able to discern what's right and what's pure and what's blameless and holy and being able to to know what people are going through and making connections and, and as a as a person who does a lot of pastoral care and counsel early on in my career about a decade ago I, I it wasn't easy for me to make connections with people's with people's struggles and and spiritual causes and then I wavered back and forth are on are all things spiritual is is a, is there a spiritual cause to everything that's happening in the spiritual world and and now it's been getting honed in and and you know me you've been listening to the show for a while now if you have in that I've been able to link any type of of behavior that a person has any kind of irrational thought or 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 um, struggle to something that's a belief in the heart or now as of yesterday been able to link it to a traumatic event in the life of myself or someone else and how that manifests into other things and other habits and germophobia and fear of the dark and and anger and so that that's all been been more and more clear to me it's been beautiful and so we're as we were taking uh, a guy through the steps to freedom in Christ the other day, my, my buddy across from me says, he stops us and he says, I, I felt what, what the guy that we're going through, he, says, he said to him, I, I experienced your emotions. And then, and then when I went through, um, one of the guys, and both of the guys uh, in the room that were talking said, I experienced your, your emotions. I, I felt what you were feeling. And that's the gift also. My, my daughter has this gift. Of empathy, it's like this Christ-like empathy where my wife would be crying because she stubbed her toe, or she got hurt, or something, and then my my daughter would feel her pain, and she would start crying. It's just, it was bizarre. Where my other kids are like, "Oh, are, are you okay, mommy?" Are you? But my daughter would feel it, and if my wife was sad about something, let's just say, um, I think she cried when her uncle died. I'm pretty sure she did. Yes, let's just say she did, and and my wife was crying. And then my daughter felt her emotions. She felt her emotions. And so I, what I've been seeing lately, and this was confirmed just, just this week on this ministry trip, was that, that God is cultivating, recultivating, and, and, and raising up a generation of people with the gift of discernment. And why? Well, it makes perfect sense. Because this right now what we're experiencing in the past in the past 7 to 10 years <clears throat> is the most disconnected 
generation of humanity that the world has ever seen. It is unprecedented that the amount of people and at the speed at which it's happening that more and more people are becoming disconnected from reality, disconnected from people. I mean, I took a picture yesterday at the airport where there were iPads lined up on this bar in this restaurant. It, it, it was like a disconnected restaurant where you could sit down across from the person in front of you and be completely disconnected because there's a device literally dividing them. Um, and I, I, go to, I go to Starbucks, everybody's looking down. I go to my daughter's gymnastics um, uh, practice, everybody's looking down at their devices. I go to restaurants, everybody's looking down at their devices. I go to eat and, and a kid is looking down at a device and, uh, and this is n in no way um, my jumping on a soapbox and trying to attack people. I'm just saying it makes sense. It makes perfect sense why God is raising up people, young people, all kinds of people within the church who would have this gift of discernment. He's definitely done it in me. And, and, and I would have never prayed for or dreamed of or desired this gift. I love teaching. I love studying. I love preaching. This is a gift that I never desired. But now I now I have it. I was in a Bible study the other day and, and where someone brought in something negative, evil. They, did, they, they didn't want the Bible study to happen. I felt that as soon as it came in the room and, and it was so hard to recover, it took me a while to recover, hours. And I was like, what, what is that? So when this person walked in, I felt what they were bringing in. And I experienced what they were bringing in. And, and my feet were, I felt like I was walking in their shoes. Not only that, because I'd been there and I experienced that before personally. And I said, my goodness, that's darkness. That's, that's anger. I can, I can taste it. I can feel it. Am I mad at that person? No. My heart breaks for them. Anybody around me who's choosing sin now, I can, I can feel it. I can experience it. And, and the spiritual gift of discernment is, is it's also called the discerning of, of spirits, um, the discerning between spirits. But the Greek word is uh, diakrisis. It's, it talks about judgment. Diakrisis, to, to, uh, it's through judgment. It's, it describes being able to, to discern or just make a judgment call on something. And, and in, second, in 1 Corinthians, Paul talks about he that is spiritual judges all things. But of course... The most popular verse that non-believers know is judge not lest ye be judged, but that's talking about a different thing. It's talking about hypocrisy where, where Paul in, in the letter of the first, to 1 Corinthians talks about judging all things, saying that no, that's, that's evil, that's good. That's evil and offensive in God's eyes. This is good and this is pure. And being able to sift through that and, and to help people make those connections and see, ah, oh, uh, the, the iPhone is not your struggle. The TV is not your struggle. Your, your spouse is not your struggle. Your struggle is spiritual. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against rulers in this dark age, and against spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. That's where the spiritual battle is. That's where, that's where the true battle is. But it would take someone to have some discernment to see that now. Whereas people who say, no, nah, man, I'm just angry all the time. Well, why are you angry? I just, I'm just angry all the time. 
Well, why do you get high? I just get high for just, just all the time. Why did you grab your kid like that? I don't know. I just, because they, because they surprised me. And I, that's why I grabbed them. That's why I yelled at them. And that's my culture too. My culture told me to, this is how we raise kids. But no, no, nobody just gets angry. Nobody just blows up at somebody. Nobody just slaps somebody in the face. It happens for a reason, but where there is no discernment, it comes out like this. I don't know, I just do it. In the New Testament, Paul further describes in 1 Corinthians 12, 10, about discerning good and evil, and even in Hebrews 5, 14, another passage. But it, but it seems like God is raising up a generation of people who can feel again. We're so disconnected. Unprecedented amounts of people are coming in and being seen at medical treatments and, and even, even sexual dysfunctions because, because a man who has been addicted to something in the fantasy world that's not real, that he looks at all the time, that she looks at all the time, when, when they come to a real situation, they can't connect because they've been living in fantasy when they're in reality there's a complete disconnect. So what's God doing to counter this? Raising up people who can feel again, who can see again. Because th this is happening. It, it, it's so tangible. It is so... Um, th this, this movement, it's, the, the momentum is moving so fast. People are being raised on phones being completely disconnected. Maybe it's time for the church to, to cultivate and to, and to really look after and see people with this gift and then, and then build up an army of people who can combat this. Because the gospel essentially is, is the good news. But it's only good when it's, when it's compared right next to something very, really bad. And for this time in this society right now and in, in our culture, this is bad, bad, bad news. Being disconnected. When, when life is about the gospel and reaching people for the sake of the gospel, it's kind of hard to do when there's so much disconnect. So in this Christmas season, nobody, almost nobody, disagrees that Christmas is about the birth of Christ. And if, if Christmas is about the birth of Christ, then it's about the gospel because it's the gospel of Jesus Christ is the reason why he came. And if it's about the gospel, what is the gospel? Well, if it's the good news, which is pitted against the bad news, that means that in this life, I can experience the gospel, which is living how God wants me to live. How does he want me to live? Well, it's for freedom that Christ has created me to, be, to, to walk in freedom. Galatians 5.1. And so now it's the gospel so good because I don't have to wait until I die to experience ultimate sanctification to experience sinlessness, to experience victory. If the gospel is true, maybe it's true for this life. 
that there is good. There's a good way to live and to reflect what's coming here on earth as it will be in heaven. What if that's the full gospel picture? Because before I'd be like, man, it, that's great. You believe in Jesus, you're eternally secure. I still believe that. But now, now the message is so much more. It's yes, you have eternal life. Yes, you've been set free. Yes, you have left Egypt. Yes, you're wandering in the desert. Let's get to the promised land. Yes, this is, this is gospel. This is good. And, and as God's doing this work in my heart, I'm not getting angry anymore. And that sin was so familiar to me up until this week. And whereas, where I can look in my past and see where God has made some major um, progress in my life, it just looks so beautiful ahead. And more and more, this this process of being sanctified, being set apart, being being gutted from the inside out and being made holy while being a child of God, but being made more and more conformed to the image of Christ, then I, don't, then I can choose. Now I choose to reflect Him. I choose to let God use me. I choose to let Him speak through me. And it's no longer... I don't, I, I don't pray for people anymore. I pray that God would love them through me. Now I'm involved. I'm not disconnected. I think about people who, who, who don't have as much as I have. And to think, God, why did you give me more than them? Oh, I get it. Because you want it to flow through me. You gave me a car. How about giving a guy a ride who doesn't have a car? You gave me food. How about giving a guy a meal who doesn't have any food? How about that? even within my own home. Lord, you, you've given me more life experience. What do you want me to do with that? Oh, pass that down. Oh, you've given, me, you've given me freedom. Oh, you want me to break the bonds of generational curses and not pass that down to my kids. The enemy loves it when I don't pray for my kids, when I'm not gracious with my kids. The enemy loves it when I don't pray for my wife, when I don't love my wife. But now I see that. And it, it, now it's making sense. Lord, why do I have this different perspective? He's cultivating in me the, the gift of discernment. And I, and I hope he gives this gift to you as well. Maybe it's like evangelism where everybody's supposed to do the work of discernment because we should be discerning. Maybe everybody's called to be spiritual because the spiritual man or woman judges all things. What if everybody could judge all things and they never chose evil this life? They only chose good. Because I don't see anywhere in scripture where it says that we have to choose evil. We just do sometimes. So, Fabcasters, Merry Christmas and a uh, Merry Christmas Eve. I hope you make this a good one. That, that this Christmas is all about Jesus which means this Christmas is all about the gospel, which means this Christmas is all about freedom. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Love you. Peace out. Bye.